With Michael Kopech shining bright as ever, is he finally becoming a star? Will Mike Soroka make his highly anticipated debut next week? Join us for a gripping episode as we provide you with must-add players on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane. Yo, let's get this party rocking today. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. If you're listening on one like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. It goes a long way to help the podcast. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes you to the podcast and the channel, gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And once again, if you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. Locked on fantasy baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. Let us be your team secret weapon, as always, as we provide you with the best must-add waiver wire players heading into the weekend. And Matt, boy, do we have a few. Who are we going with first? Yes, sir. Let's talk about somebody that just got called up and lit up the Atlanta Braves, and that's Mr. Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller showed out, and I really enjoyed what he did in his first start. And honestly, I did not see it coming just based off of how he was performing in the minors um, this year. But, hey, he, he came out and did his thing in five innings. He had five strikeouts. He only get, he only had a 1-8 one, one ERA, which is really nice, and a one whip. That's phenomenal. You know, this comes on the back of a terrible 2023 season with through 14 innings. He has a 5-6-5 five, five ERA. You know, I really didn't think that was really Bo- uh, Bobby Miller himself. I, he's a much better prospect than that, and he came up to the bigs and showed it. So Bobby Miller right now is, for me at least, the must-add. You know, he has all the talent in the world. You know, I really like to see where this kid's uh, career is going to go just because I really do like Bobby Miller. So definitely run to the waiver wire and add him. He is only 39% owned. Let's try and get that up, guys, because quite honestly, he could be. not saying he will be, but he could be somebody that has a little bit longer than a couple weeks value. He could be rest of season value. So let's get on him now and early so we don't miss out on the Bobby Miller show. Yeah, I was super disappointed in most of my leagues when Bobby Miller was long gone by the time I went looking for him. So definitely a must add for Bobby Miller. Uh, in that start against the Braves, he was averaging 99 miles an hour on that fastball. So, you know, that looks pretty good. And ironically, they were hitting his fastball pretty hard. But you know what? The breaking stuff looked good, too. And that's what you want to see, because when you're throwing that hard, something you're just going to generate swings and misses. And if the breaking stuff is complementing the fastball, you'll love to see that. 
Uh, with Bobby Miller, though, as Matt mentioned, not having a great year in the minors this year or last year, but the control was good both of those years. This year in the minors, the whip was a 1.18. The year before, it was a 1.17, even with an inflated ERA. Kind of reminds me of Bryce Miller, ironically, the Miller brothers here. You know, they're not brothers, just calling them the Miller brothers. Uh, the thing with them is that they both had big, big ERAs, you know, like bad big ERAs heading into their major league debuts, came out and dominated. Bryce Miller still out getting out there getting it done so i don't see why bobby miller can't follow the same suit and there was actually a, a quote from bryce miller that i saw they asked him about hey you know you're out here dominating in the majors right now after you got the call what happened in the minors he told him uh, he told the reporters that he was specifically told by the mariners just to work on his fastball not really his breaking stuff so he was just throwing mainly fastballs, and when you see that on the scouting report, it's easy to time him up if he's not really throwing his breaking ball that much. So maybe there's been something going on in the minor leagues with these pitchers, these young pitchers that are having them work on their fastball command. So maybe that's what we're seeing here. I can't really confirm it. Can't confirm it with Bryce Miller, not with Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller's got all the talent in the world, though. As Matt said, 39% owned on Yahoo. The Dodgers have always been good with pitchers, so definitely somebody you want to go out there and add. But let's talk about somebody I might even be more excited about. I know Matt's excited about him, and it's our boy, Michael Kopech. Uh, the thing with Kopech is Matt and I were touting him so hard uh, in the offseason. I know Matt even had a bold prediction about Kopech, and it looks like it might actually still come true because Kopech has been out there dominating, uh, especially his last two starts. I know the opponents weren't the greatest opponents. Against Kansas City on May 19th, Kopech went eight innings, got the win, 10 strikeouts, no earned runs, and a 0-1-3 whip. Uh, in his last start on the 24th against the Guardians, Kopech seven innings, the win, nine strikeouts, no earned runs, 0-4-3 whip. Uh, man, this kid is just so talented. He throws really hard. The breaking stuff is pretty good for Kopech as well. Uh, I'm not sure what, what, what the problem was, you know, this season. You know, maybe just building up into that, you know, starter's workload. Uh, coming off that knee issue from last year, that could have been it. But somebody that, you know, has been, you know, has high expectations on him his whole career, was a very, very high-end prospect. He's a, you know, he's a big boy at 6'3", 210, throws very, very hard like Bobby Miller, you know, gets up there, touches 100 on occasion. Had a very, very good year last year. Don't let it fool you. 3-5-4 we already last year for Kopech, 119 innings, 105 Ks, a one one nine whip. Very, very serviceable. Kopech's only 27 years old. There's a lot of time left for Kopech to be great. And 41% owned on Yahoo. I think Kopech is my favorite starting pitcher that we're going to talk about today. I think he's a must, must add. Yeah, I mean, Kopech can come out there and light you up for, you know, 7 to 10 Ks with ease. The kid's got the stuff. He's got the juice. So yes. I really I really am a big fan. I would love to see my bowl prediction come come to fruition, but unfortunately I dropped them everywhere, so I'm rooting against them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but anyway, no, definitely go scoop up Kopech if you can. Let's move on here. Let's talk about another one of my favorite guys. I guess this is Dom. You just kind of went in a bag of people I liked because uh, now we're going to talk about Mr. Mike Soroka. I think we're finally going to get him after I've been praying on my knees of when Mike Soroka was going to get the call because, again, let's just give a brief history. My, my man blew out his Achilles twice, not once but twice. And I've never seen somebody do that twice. And, and me being watching any professional sport, you know, it's really a tragic and, and to see him work his way back and finally start looking like himself because the start of his minor league career this season was just not hot, but he seems to have turned it down because at, turned it up. I'm sorry, because at one point his ERA was a six. Now it's all the way down to a four, three, three. 
and he's got a one, three, four whip. So it seems like he's trying to find himself right now. And I think he might line up for Monday start against Oakland, which is another layup start for him. Nice, confident booster. So Mike Soroka could be in line to just keep that rotation spot because there's so many injuries and then just keep going through the season. I think that was their plan. Ultimately, along the line, once he gets the call, he has the rotation spot. So Mike Soroka could have a lot of long-term value. And on top of that, in keeper leagues, he's somebody I'm definitely eyeing. And Dynasty, I'm trying to trade for before anything happens. So definitely keep an eye on Mike Soroka. Yeah, Matt, great coverage on Soroka there. Somebody that, you know, Matt, that's Matt's boy, but I, I like him as well. I got the I got the Braves jersey on today. It, it's not a Soroka. It's a Spencer Strider. But you know what? Soroka does have all the talent in the world. He's still only 25 years old. We may be getting a little bit fatigued with Mike, Faroka, uh, Mike Soroka with all of the injuries that he's had over the years. Matt, what was the other injury? I know he had the, what was it, the Achilles twice, but they, they, did he make something else in there? I forget what it was. He mixed another injury in there too when he was working his way back one year, and um, it, it's just it's just finally good to see that Soroka is getting back to a place where he might you know um, be able to come back and help fantasy teams and the Atlanta Braves. I know Schuster has been looking uh, actually decent over his last couple of starts. Definitely his last start was pretty good, but with um, Soroka. Uh, looks like he, like Matt said, the, the Oakland Athletics in his uh, debut on Monday, possibly. If he does debut Monday, he'll get the Diamondbacks on June 4th, it looks like, which is another, you know, not not horrible matchup for a pitcher. Pretty good. I think Soroka has the chance to, you know, win a, win a good amount of games. He's right around a K per nine type of guy, maybe a little bit under my opinion. Always been good with the control. Always has had a solid whip in his career. Uh, so I think he can contribute in most of the pitching categories as far as starting pitchers go. So definitely go out there, give Mike Soroka an ad before he gets too owned. Right now he is at 20% owned on Yahoo. I know I added him in a couple of leagues. I know Matt added him in a couple of leagues just on that speculative, uh, you know, thing that he might get to start Monday against Oakland, which is definitely a nice soft matchup. And it's in Oakland as well. So once again, my, we have a lot of good starting pitchers for you guys to add this week. Um, but before we move on to talk about Brian Bayo, JP France, Paul DeJong, and a former number one pick, I, I won't reveal his name yet, who has actually been on fire. Just got a couple of ads for you, or actually one ad for you guys. Today's episode is sponsored by the clothing company, Bird Dogs. Looking for clothes that redefine comfort and style? Look no further than Bird Dogs. They've crafted the perfect blend of performance and fashion to bring you shorts, pants, and tops that will revolutionize your wardrobe. With stretchy fabric that makes your legs look great, they're not only stylish but also comfier than any other shorts or pants that you currently own. They give you the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on the golf course, to a meeting, on a date, or even if you're just going to hang out with your friends. Bird Dogs just sent Matt and I some shorts, and we're absolutely obsessed with them. Guys, I, I keep saying this. I've gotten so many compliments on these shorts. I'm I got my uh, girlfriend's graduation from college tomorrow, and I'm probably going to rock a pair of these Bird Dog shorts and, um, you know, just going to be nice and comfortable throughout the entire day in them. And if you guys want a pair, just go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter the, the promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Check out bird dogs today. And as always, we want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to be on the lookout for a new episode tomorrow when Matt and I provide you with pitch and ditch starting pitchers. So definitely something you're going to want to be, you know, locked on for. We always uh, provide you with great ones for the weekend if you want to get your pigeon categories right. But, Matt, that's about enough for me right now. Who do we got up next, brother? All right. 
Uh, we got Mr. Brian Bellow. Uh, you know, and he has the weird spelling for his name, but hey, it is what it is. I'm still rolling with it, Mr. Bellow. Um, he has had a nice little season so far, you know, in 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 spurts. You know, he had a couple moments of genius and then a couple moments of failure. But I do like him as a as an ad for now. You know, his last last start against the Angels was great. Seven innings, six Ks, a two five seven ERA with a .86 WHIP. It's real nice. And then goes out against Seattle as well the week before, and you know gets the W. Goes five innings, gets seven Ks and a one eight zero ERA with a one six WHIP, which is a little high for my taste. And then again, has another great start against Atlanta, five Ks, three ERA, and then Toronto again, five Ks, three six ERA. Brian Bello is turning out to be somebody that that is doing his thing and is serviceable. Wouldn't say he's one hundred percent matchup proof, but I'm also not afraid of rolling him out there against a tough matchup. So that's why I'm recommending to pick him up because he can give you that start, especially when you're down in the pitching categories. You want somebody that you can't, you won't be fearful of rolling out when they have a tough matchup. So Brian Bello could be that nice little star, uh, spark to your lineup at 25% own. I definitely say run to the wave of wire and scoop up Brian Bello. Uh, I will say this, man. I think it's Bayo. I think, I think, oh, I, think Bayo. It's, I think it's spelt Bello, but I think it's pronounced Bayo. Not hundred percent sure, but the best I, part I is I had the song going too, you know, and I, I had it right <laughs> and I'm reading Bello. My eyes deceive me. Yeah. But you know, it's funky because it is it like, if I was just to read it and I didn't know, I would say bellow. And I did say when he got the first call last year, I said bellow and I got corrected on it too, but yeah. I think it is bellow. I will say this. If you take out his first two starts, um, you know, and for a young 24 year old, Hey, by all means, you know what your, your first full go around in the big leagues, you might have some nerves and stuff like that, especially when you're on the opening day roster for the first time, as you know, a uh, Bayo was, he, you know, his last one, two, three, four, five starts, the ERA looks pretty good in all those. The whip is still a little high, decent strikeouts in all those games. There were some good opponents, as Matt mentioned, Atlanta, Seattle, uh, you know, the Angels. But he's looked better. He gets – it looks like he's going to line up next week against Cincinnati uh, at home in Boston. So that looks good if you definitely want to give him the shot. He's 25% owned on Yahoo. Once again, Brian Bayo is who we're talking about here. Let's see, because it looks like he might line up for two starts next week. I'm going to see if I can give you his second opponent. The first one I said was Cincinnati. Uh, one, two, three, four. It might be Tampa. It might be Tampa. So you might want to throw him out there against Cincinnati. If he looks good and you need to start going into the weekend, you can start him against Tampa. But just add him for now, especially in those deeper leagues, uh, you know, those AL-only type leagues, and just see where things go with uh, Mr. Brian Bayo. He does have a lot of talent. Uh, real quick, I did want to check one. I wanted to just check his pitch mix real quick. Yeah, he he sits around ninety seven with the ninety six with the fastball. The sinker's around ninety six as well. I wish he would maybe you know vary that up a little bit more. Uh, the slider is you know pretty decent pitch for him. Change up is all right. So he has a decent pitch mix, but I, I do like I do like Bayo. Bayo is definitely somebody I see in the next couple of years, possibly taking that step forward to be a you know very serviceable pitcher, not only for Boston but for us fantasy baseball players as well. Next up, let's talk about um JP France again. You know this guy still kind of out there getting it done. He came out of nowhere and you know with the glasses, he's got the old uh, the old man look going on. But I do like him, you know, uh, on the year 3-4-3 ERA for France, 1-1-9 whip, 21 innings, 18 Ks. So he's not really a strikeout machine. He's more of a finesse type of pitcher. 
But on the Houston Astros, he's been super, super serviceable. He'll be able to rack up those wins on that team. I do just want to pull up something real quick on JP France before I pass it over to my brother Matt here. Um, He's actually 28 years old, so he's a little bit older than I thought. Decent minor league track record over the last few years. You know, a high three ZRA, which is where I think he'll end up the year around. Uh, Whip is a little bit high down in the minors, which it is, you know, heading in that direction this year, too. So JP France is more of a deep league play, in my opinion. He's 24% owned. Out of everybody we talked about today, he's probably my least favorite starting pitcher to add. So if everybody else we talked about today is gone, then you can go to JP France. But otherwise, I would say look in the direction of some of the other guys we talked about. Once again, hate to say it again, more of an AL only type of play, deeper league, 15 man league type of play for JP France. But hey, he's still out there and he's been serviceable so far. So if he's out there and you need him, definitely feel free to add him. And I think his next start might be against Oakland or no, Minnesota. And Minnesota has been pretty decent, but uh, you know what? I think he can go out there and be successful against them. Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, if you need to start, you got to do what you got to do, right? And JP France isn't your worst option. Great take on him. But I'm going to move on here. I'm going to crack op- I'm going to crack this bottle, crack it open, and we're going to talk about our first bat here, Mr. Paul DeYoung. You know, my guy is going through his brief moment of where he has a few weeks of genius. So this is a ride the wave kind of type guy because one of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to drop down to a 233 batting average since he's a 235 on the uh, uh, on his career. You know, I'm going to say that he's going to flop back to reality eventually. He just came out hot off the injury. But I would ride the wave with him because he's killing it for this last month. 20 runs, 7 bombs, 17 ribs, 3 stolen bases, batting about 268 on the year 291. That's tomfoolery. That's going to come down. But, you know, the production right now you can't pass up on. So, in my opinion, he's probably about the number 2 or 3 bat that we're going to talk about. But he's the biggest name. That's why we're talking about him first, since he's the most, you know, the how the the commodity. Everybody knows the name. So Paul DeYoung definitely needs to. And the way the shortstop landscape has been, I feel like he's yeah. he's somebody that's serviceable while you're waiting for guys to come back. So definitely take a take a look at Paul DeYoung. He's only thirty one percent owned. So, you know, he's definitely worth an ad and ride the wave. Matt, great, great, great take there on uh, DeYoung. I love what you said. If you have like a Correa or a Tim Anderson or a shortstop that just isn't getting it done, um, one of my favorite terms, and I always give credit where it's due. I, I stole this one from uh, the great Tristan uh, Tristan H. Cockroft. Juice the orange. Juice the orange with Paul DeYoung. Get everything you can out of him. And then hopefully by that time you've either found somebody else or your Correa or Tim Anderson has gotten it going and you really don't need him anymore. Matt, great take. There's not too much I can add, except he's got a little bit of power in that bat. He's had a 30 home run season before on the Cardinals. He could, you know, give you a little bit of RBI opportunities. He looks like he's been hitting fifth or sixth, uh, seventh in some occasions. They're got, they've actually had him all over the lineup. But with the young, he's not horrible, but not somebody I'm counting on for the long term. Let's move on to the former number one pick I was talking about, and it's Mickey Moniak. And, you know, all the way back in uh, 2016, he had a lot of hype around him. Uh, I believe, Matt, you were telling me he went over in the trade with Ohapi, right, for uh, for Brandon Marsh. Marsh. Yes, and now he, uh, you know, now he's over there on the Angels, you know, um, doing his thing so far this year, man. You got to give the kid uh, credit where he do. He's still only 25 years old, and he's a perfect example of, one of these prospects that, you know, you kind of get fatigued on and you're like, oh, he's done. I'll move on from him. 
But you know what? Mickey Moniak says, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm here. I'm not done yet. Don't count me out yet. 10 games this year for Moniak, 31 at bats, seven runs, 13 hits overall, two doubles, three, uh, one triple, four home runs, seven RBIs, two steals, batting 419 on the year. Obviously, he's not he's not gonna bat 419 on the year, but you know what? He could hit you 270, 280. He's got a little tiny bit of pop. He's got a little bit of speed. I could see him being like maybe like a 15-15 guy with decent runs, decent RBIs, and giving you a solid batting average. Right now, Mr. Mickey Moniak is owned in – let's see if I can pull this up real quick. 20% of leagues on Yahoo, outfield eligible. Definitely think he's worth the ad right now because there's a lot of upside. There's a lot of buzz around his name. You could possibly package him in a trade, you know, uh, for something a little bit better, you know, sell high on him because uh, I don't know if he's going to keep this up. But, you know, he has that pedigree of a former number one pick. So definitely someone you could look to, you know, do things with. Once again, Mickey Moniak. Yeah, I like how hot he is and whatnot, but, you know, what he did in his cup of coffee with Philly wasn't really encouraging, but I like the fact that he was able to bounce back and do what he's doing now. So, you know, like Dom said, it may be a good time to move on. And before we do move on uh, and talk about our next guy, which would be Matt Mervis, Elias Diaz, and Owen Miller, I have some great people to talk about here. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. Monitor your spending and help you lower your bills all in one place. Try it for free for 30 days. Just enough time to try it and then completely forget about it. In fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about. You can you can, uh, be wasting money and not even realize it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for ones you don't even use. So... Do, do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions. Actually, it's closer to $200, which is absolutely true. <laughs> Mine is uh, well above $200 without even realizing it. Uh, if you don't know exactly how much you're spending each and every month, you need Rocket Money. Rising prices stress you out. If you're looking to ways to cut costs, you need Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away, cancel your unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the, way, the easy way. By going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. And once again, that's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. All right. Whew, that was a lot. But I do <laughs> want to talk about our next guy here. And I'm really excited about him, Mr. Matt Mervis. We've talked about him in one past episode, but I think that, you know, after a little bit of him getting a little bit of the show and seeing what he could really do up here. My guy, I think, is about to turn a corner because he hasn't been, you know, you know, blow your socks off and, you know, but he's passing the eye test. When you watch the kid at bat, he looks like he's a pro. He is doing what he's supposed to be doing. And you know what? He hit a bomb the other day and had a really nice game against the Mets. You know, he had two runs, got a bomb, three ribs, and batted 667 against that against them i really think he might turn a corner here matt mervis if you don't know who he is let me refresh your memory here in 2022 in the minors he had 512 at bats he had 92 runs 40 doubles two triples 36 bombs 119 ribs two stolen bases and he bats 309 like the kid has the upside to be a four category strong player now, I'm not saying he's going to go out and do this because I don't want to, like, you know, overplay my hand here and be like, hey, you know, you must add this kid. But the thing about Matt Mervis is with the upside being there and 
being able to pick him up off the waiver wire for almost free 99 that you didn't have to waste a draft pick on. And now here we are, you know, in the middle of at the end of May, almost like, you know, you want to take a look at this kid. He's only 15% owned. So he's available in these leagues. And I really do think you at least got to take the speculative ad and see where he goes for the next two weeks. And I, I have a feeling he might start taking off and he might start launching the ball for yard. And, you know, Matt Mervis may be a household name in the next couple of months. So, you know, definitely take a look at Matt Mervis at 15% owned. Well, Matt, you you took a great take with your your namesake there, Mr. Matt Mervis. And I'm I'm on board. I'm I'm on the I'm on the bandwagon. I'm on the train. Uh, I've been one of I think I've been one of the conductors with Matt Mervis because I, I just love the kid. When he got called up, instant ad for me in a lot of leagues. Uh, he started off very slow, but let's say this. Um, over his last seven games, Matt Mervis has 23 at-bats, four runs, seven hits, two bombs, four RBIs, two walks to five strikeouts with a 304 batting average. So it looks like he's finally turning a corner here. Kind of reminds me of Vinny P from last year. You know, Vinny P, baby, the Italian breakfast. Uh, I think Matt Mervis is going to follow right in Vinny P's footsteps as far as, hey, you know, the league uh, is beating up on me. I'm going to make that adjustment and do what I need to do. This big power in Matt Mervis's bat. Uh, Matt, I believe you mentioned 15% owned on Yahoo. So he's out there in pretty much every league right now. This is the time to grab him, especially in those deeper leagues where you're looking for a little bit of pop off the waiver wire and you're sitting there looking and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and scrolling like there's nothing here. You get down to Matt Mervis at 15% owned. Definitely, definitely, definitely worth an ad. Uh, Matt, as you mentioned, uh, bro, uh, kid, kid, kid could be an all-star household name uh, here by, you know, the time the all-star break rolls around. That is Matt Mervis. Uh, up next, though, we have a catcher for you guys. If you're struggling at catcher, I know there's been a few injuries at catcher. Uh, a lot of catchers haven't been playing as good as we thought they were going to. Let's talk about Elias Diaz of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, he's been actually very, very, very stellar this year. Um, wow, I didn't even realize it was this good. 42 games this year for Diaz, 139 at-bats, 18 runs, 10 doubles, 4 home runs, 24 RBIs, 13 walks to 26 strikeouts, which is a great strikeout-to-walk ratio, and he has a 345 batting average. I mean... If you have any concerns at your catcher position and you got like, you know, a spot on your team that's open and you want to get some production, uh, Diaz is getting up there and owned. He's 57% owned on Yahoo. But you know what? I feel like that should be closer to 70, 75, the way that, you know, catcher has been uh, this year. Uh, and Diaz has a bunch of multi-hit games out of his last one, two, three, four, five. He has four multi-hit games mixed in there. So, you got to grab this guy now before, you know, he really has the chance to take off. I mean, he's a little older at 32 years, 32 years old, but I think the upside is there with him. Kind of a guy that, you know, had some buzz around his name in past years. Once again, that's Elias Diaz catcher for the Colorado Rockies. Yep. I like it a lot. And um, I, I think I'm going to create a new rule here. Uh, my new rule is if there's a hot Rocky, you pick him up because the, <laughs> I like that. The potential of what what they could do in the home run department, especially as it's getting warmer with the humidity, it might start carrying that ball out even more over the uh, over yard. And if Elias Diaz is hot, I want to take that hot and I want to ride that wave until I can and stop on step on all those hot rocks until it's not. So you know, Elias Diaz definitely scoop up. But let's move on here to our last guy and. Ooh, Riley Green with a bomb. Love it. Thank you. There we uh, go. There we go. You got to <laughs> listen to us, guys. We were talking. We told you guys to add Riley Green. We've been telling you. Yep. 
And uh, so here we go. Mr. Owen Miller of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. He's only 19% owned. And quite honestly, he's had a hot, hot two weeks with eight runs, three bombs, five ribs, two stolen bases, batting 413. He's somebody you want to take a look at. He's a Swiss Army's knife at first, second, and third. Uh, I mean, I lost Jazz Chisholm, so he was somebody I scooped up that was able to fit into the lineup and not kill me, you know, and hopefully, you know, keep my second base production afloat essentially so that I can, you know, coast until he comes on back. So Owen Miller is definitely worth it. He has no real long-term play. Last year, his numbers were not impressive. I don't know if he's going to be – he's not really a long-term play for me, but short-term, ride the wave, Owen Miller. Yeah, if you're looking for somebody to throw on your bench that, you know, on days when guys sit, you're, you know, somebody gets hurt and you just need a plug and play real quick, Owen Miller could do that, as Matt mentioned. First, second, and third eligibility on Yahoo. In his minor league career, he always had a pretty solid batting average, but he never really did much else. Not really a lot of speed, not really a lot of power. That Brewers team has slowed down a little bit there. So, you know, those counting stats might not be great. But, hey, if, you know, like my brother Matt always says, if you could find that batting average off the waiver wire, it's always a solid move to make. Owen Miller's still only 26, so there is a chance that, you know, he's still, you know, uh, maturing and growing as a player and a person. Not really a big dude at 5'11", 195. So, as I said, not really a lot of pop in his game. But just grab that batting average off the waiver wire. And, you know, see where things go with Owen Miller. Once again, as Matt said, 19% owned on Yahoo with Owen Miller. And he did have a good stretch with Cleveland last year for a little bit where he was really hot. So kind of just juice the orange here with Owen Miller. But with that being said, Matt, anything else to add before we head out today? Nah, let's kill it. All right, brother. So, guys, that is all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. And a huge shout-out to our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. And as I've been saying, if you're still here at this point in the podcast, probably means you're a fan of ours. And if you could share our podcast on YouTube, we're almost approaching 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, and we couldn't have done it without each and every one of you. And if you can continue to support and share the podcast with friends, it will truly, truly be an honor for us for you to do that. A huge thank you to all of you. But with that being said, look out for a new episode tomorrow where Matt and I provide you with pitch and ditch arms heading into the weekend. And maybe we'll give you a couple of two-star pitchers for next week as well. But until then, folks, peace.